This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We're broadcasting out of the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Got to dispel some rumors here, folks. What do you got? There are rumors that Sasha Baron Cohen, excuse me, Sasha Baron Cohen tricked us on camera into saying that Stalin was good and should be president. (laughs) But it's not true. He didn't trick us. (laughs) No, it didn't take any convincing or trickery whatsoever. Another another thing that really... uh, well, a thing that I wanted to mention at the top of the show, this one annoyed me. Sasha Baron Cohen did not annoy me, and Republicans getting mad at the antics of Sasha Baron Cohen has been delightful. Yeah. This was something that annoyed me, though. Uh, Chuck Schumer responded to President Trump's performance today, which we'll get to that in a second in the news rundown. Uh, but Schumer had this to say about Trump. Uh, quote, the best people to check him are not Democrats, but fellow Republicans. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been working really well so far. I guess he, I guess he's admitting that, well, if you're looking to the Democratic Party to stop Trump, not while I'm in charge. Well, of course not. I mean, it's I, not going to happen <laughs> while I'm in charge. They don't even think Trump should be impeached for any of the crimes he's already committed. They'll throw around words like treason and traitor after press conferences like this, but they still... Well, not only... I mean, Schumer just clearly doesn't seem to think or hope or even want to take back the Senate in November uh, because he knows the only way to do it, he knows, is uh, by moving an inch to the left, and he can't do that. Yeah. We're going to get to the, we're going to talk more about that uh, in the newscast, which we're going to get to here in just a second. I remember I I briefly had a slimmer of hope that Chuck Schumer could be okay because he said I remember when you did. And I I think about that a lot because it makes me want to drink poison. (laughs) I was scared. I was very scared. I think that was right after Trump got elected. I was like, maybe Chuck will get it. Maybe Schumer will get it this time. (laughs) All right, we're going to get to the uh, newscast here shortly. Just a hello to all our subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month gets you access to bonus content. It also allows you to watch the live stream as we record the show. You can uh, leave comments right now, like we got Roy watching on uh, on YouTube, who says, Sasha Baron Cohen news better than Trump Putin news. I would rather hear news about Sasha Baron Cohen than Trump and Putin at this point. But we do have some Trump-Putin news uh, coming up. We got Luke here, who's arguing with his lib friends about the P-tape. He needs help. Uh, well, that the, t- the P-tape is a complicated issue here. But it, uh, assuming your liberal friends assume, think there's a countdown to the release of the P-tape, <laughs> and I'm afraid that might not be the case. <laughs> yeah. I'd say most of uh, the belief in the P-tape is aspirational. For for doing jokes online. For doing mostly. jokes. I mean, it would be nice if out of all this we do get a P-tape at the end of it, but I'm not, I'm not so sure, despite what uh, comments were made today by the 
Russian president. Hello to Ivan. Hello to Technicolor Jan Stenerud watching also on Patreon. Technicolor Jan Stenerud says, wide news energy today. <laughs> Whatever that means. Also, five bucks a month on Patreon. You get your own haiku read on the air, written by the two Sams. We got some poems to read. Let's do this. This one is for Aaron. Was just fooled again. Ali G got me to say, I love eating poop. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. This is for Mark. One terrible thing about the World Cup final. Smiling Macron. Whew. That was bad. Thank you, Mark. This next one is for Dan. It's Grand Theft Auto, or as I like to call it, Trump's America. Thank you, Dan. Finally, this is for Mailman Paul. <laughs> Trump getting back soon, the White House, or as I say, the Russia House, folks. This is a good one. Thank you, Mailman Paul. And again, thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month, two bucks a month, three bucks a month, whatever you can spare to help out our little news operation here in Washington, D.C. It's Monday, July 16th, 2018. And here is the news. President Trump is meeting today in Helsinki with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Just hours ago, they held a press conference and it went pretty much exactly as you'd expect. <laughs> it really did. American journalists brought up alleged election meddling. Putin denied it and Trump's brain oozed out of his ears. Here he is talking about the allegations. But it came out as a reason why the Democrats lost an election, which, frankly, they should have been able to win because the Electoral College is much more advantageous for Democrats, as you know, than it is to Republicans. Uh, we won the Electoral College by a lot, 306 to 223, I believe. And uh, that was a well-fought, uh, that was a well-fought battle. <laughs> So untrue about the Electoral College favoring Democrats. The Electoral College, of course, based on Senate seats uh, as well. And all Senate seats are appointed to states regardless of their population. So you have red states with low population now Wyoming. having inflated electoral votes yep. as a result. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he always brings this up. I'm surprised he didn't bring a chart or like bring up the uh, the inauguration photos. Or bring up, well, you know, uh, some people are saying that maybe millions of people illegally voted. <laughs> anyway, uh, Trump was later asked another question about the alleged Russian election meddling. The first voice you're going to hear right now is that of AP reporter John Lemire. And uh, this clip lasts a while because, well, uh, as you'll notice, Trump just kind of rambles a little bit. 
Yeah, this was this was the highlight of the press conference that has now led to calls of treason and everything like that. And uh, it, yeah, it really captures our president at his finest moment here. Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. What? Who? My first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? So let me just say that we have two thoughts. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Why haven't they taken the server? Why was the FBI told to leave the office of the Democratic National Committee? I've been wondering that. I've been asking that for months and months, and I've been tweeting it out and calling it out on social media. Where is the server? I want to know where is the server and what is the server saying? With that being said, all I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. Uh, but I have, uh, I have confidence in both parties. I, I really believe that this will probably go on for a while, but I don't think it can go on without finding out what happened to the server. What happened to the servers of the Pakistani gentleman? <laughs> that worked on the DNC. Where are those wow. servers? They're missing. Where are they? Where are they? Now, the uh, Pakistani gentleman he is referring to, uh, what I believe, according to the Daily Beast and Will Summer, is the uh, Democratic House staffer, the congressional staffer, yeah. who was arrested for bank fraud, totally unrelated to uh, any sort of official government work. Uh, liberals are demanding that Republicans hold Trump accountable for this, but this is pretty consistent with everything he said for the past three years. So uh, good luck with that. I really, the outrage over here is 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 pretty something. I mean, like he always does this. Yeah, he always does this, and any time he talks about Russia publicly and uh, appears deferential toward Putin in the uh, dismisses the hacking allegations. It's always because he doesn't want to delegitimize his electoral victory. Yeah. Trump is, it's always in that frame that, and he brought up the electoral college earlier, as we played in the clip earlier, talking about this because he doesn't, the reason he hates the hacking story so much is because it makes him look like an illegitimate president. Now, a lot of people are saying that what Trump said today, uh, pretty much saying what he always says, but the fact that he did it on foreign soil and in front of Putin is treasonous or that this somehow is the smoking gun proof that Putin has something on Trump, compromise or whatever. I'm sorry, I still just don't see that yet. I don't see uh, Putin controlling Trump. Worth remembering that aside from Trump's bullshit public comments that he makes that are deferential to Putin, he still, in policy terms, has killed more Russians in Syria than Obama did. He's expelled more Russian diplomats than Obama did. He's continued sanctions on Russia. He's ar sent more arms to Ukraine, including deadlier arms than Obama did. He's now uh, put it a priority to try and talk Germany out of uh, going through with that pipeline with Russia, which is a, a major energy project for Moscow. 
He's trying to get NATO allies to boost their defense spending to confront Russia. So I just don't see how uh, that all comports with this this narrative that that Putin is controlling Trump or has compromise on him. I think the the most perhaps compelling angle they have for them is that, yes, you have people like Dan Coates, uh, people in the administration who Trump is kind of throwing under the bus, but he's been doing that. Like, yeah. this is the guy who won the Republican primaries by saying Bush was on the fucking watch during 9-11, which, by the way, not wrong about that. No, not wrong. I mean, but but it's clear Trump is saying these things or disagreeing with Coates, not because Putin is telling him to, right? But because he wants because, to ensure his election was legitimate, right? Because he thinks and that it looks can, bad. Yeah, as soon as you get through that and look at the actual policies, then this whole this whole frame that 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 Putin has something on Trump actually goes away. And this like this is a bit of a big deal because that is the main fear factor in the Russiagate story. It's not just the hacking. It's not just the memes or influence operations. I mean, a responsible news reporting on this would have put that in proper context that the U.S. is engaged in similar activities as well, that this is a back and forth, that uh, we are not victims in any case. Yes, it would get to the bottom of what happened and, and outline it, but it wouldn't portray the U.S. as all these victims. And it wouldn't rely on this fear mongering that Trump is some sort of Siberian candidate or whatever, because that is what has people freaked out. It has Americans legitimately should be concerned if a president is taking orders from a foreign government. But there's just no proof that's happening. In fact, the proof is to the contrary. There's a lot of pearl, pearl clutching that Trump is uh, insulting the intelligence communities and making them look bad. Quite frankly, I don't give a shit. It's just like when he bashes the FBI. He's like a math student accidentally getting the answer without showing his work. Newly reunified families at the border can't be immediately deported. It's according to a ruling Monday from a federal judge, Dana Sabrow of the Southern District of California. The judge sided with the ACLU and temporarily halted deportation proceedings for all individuals newly reunited until July 23rd. That will afford undocumented families some time to go over their legal options to stay in the U.S. before being deported. During today's court proceedings, the Department of Health and Human Services, which uh, runs the foster system for separated kids, admitted that it has 2,551 minors aged 5 to 7 right now in its custody. Meanwhile, over at ICE, 1,609 parents are in detention. Judge Sabra has used the bench to put pressure on the Trump administration's inhumane border policies. The judge previously ordered the administration to reunite all children with their separated families by July 26th. He previously instructed that all children under age five should be reunited earlier this month with their families, but the government missed that deadline. HHS admitted in court that it couldn't find 71 parents of kids who've been separated at the border. The chair of the FCC has done an about-face. Ajit Pai is now signaling his opposition to the proposed merger between Tribune and Sinclair, two of the largest local TV station owners in the country. Pai said today that Sinclair's proposed acquisition could allow the company to exert too much monopoly power, possibly in violation of federal law. Quote, when the FCC confronts disputed issues like these, the Communications Act does not allow it to approve a transaction. The matter will now likely go, go before an administrative judge, according to the statement released today by Pi. 
but it's already not looking great for the planned takeover. Sinclair's stock was down about 7% on the day around 2 p.m. Tribune's at that time was down about 14%. There have long been questions about Pi's questionable ties to Sinclair. Immediately after Trump's election, he met with company executives while then serving as, an, as a Republican FCC commissioner. Since becoming chair, Pi has proposed a number of rules that dovetail with Sinclair business plans, so much so that the inspector general has been investigating the matter since February. I'm willing to wager this may have something to do with Ajit Pai seeing the light today. Hopefully. We can hope. I mean, I, I doubt that uh, that the inspector general investigation into Pai and whether or not he's corrupt for Sinclair would have led to him going to jail or something like that, but... His well, fellow commissioner, <laughs> Rosenworcel, suggested there's something really shady going on here. Right. I'm just trying to wonder why it is Ajit Pai suddenly, just suddenly realized that actually maybe the uh, Tribune-Sinclair merger isn't so great after all. <laughs> maybe he got a phone call from the same people that Luka Modric Finally, just another day in America where millions of dollars in shadowy corporate money is being used to get a Supreme Court justice confirmed for life. The Judicial Crisis Network, a conservative group devoted to seating right-wing judges, announced another massive ad buy on behalf of Trump's Supreme Court pick, Brett Kavanaugh. The group plans to spend $1.4 million on ads targeting red state Democratic senators like Joe Manchin, Joe Donnelly, Heidi Heitkamp, and Doug Jones although they probably don't need much convincing. All of them already voted for Neil Gorsuch, Trump's other Supreme Court pick. I'm just wondering what kind of voters in fucking West Virginia, Indiana, North North uh, Dakota, and Georgia are like, well, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to vote for the Democratic <laughs> senator. I, I was really on the fence, but then <laughs> then they voted against Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. and, and suddenly I'm for Trump. Yeah. Like who get <laughs> anyway. I don't know who this person is. Uh the Judicial Crisis Network has already spent more than 2 million dollars on pro Kavanaugh ads. That doesn't include all the free advertising Judge Kavanaugh has received in papers like the Washington Post about what a great carpool daddy is. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for the newscast today. Uh-oh, we got the uh we got the Patreon viewers asking how to spell Sam in Cyrillic. On the YouTube comments here, <sighs> they are on to us. We got Roy saying, but guys, what about this image of shirtless Putin hugging and kissing Trump on the mouth? Doing homophobia to own yes, the Republican doing Party. Doing homophobia, man, to own Trump. All right, let's see. We do have some listener calls to get to. Let's see what they got to say. Hey, boys, Dave here. Uh, I just finished listening to today's show, today being the 12th, and heard that fantastic, fantastic hearing or procedure or whatever it was with uh, the FBI dude. And all I can say is, thank God the adults are in charge. Am I right? I mean, this, this civility and this rational discourse, it just gets me so horny. It's great. Uh, that's all I had to say. Uh, shout out to the guy who called you a little while from Buffalo talking about uh, talking about ice and whatnot. Hey, man, I forgot your name, but I'm over in Rochester, so upstate solidarity. All right, bye. Nice. Maybe uh, maybe the two can uh, 
have a beer together. Some New York solidarity there. Banter about how the Sabres and the Bills are... Uh, I haven't been paying attention. I think they've been winning a lot. Uh, not the Bills. <laughs> Kidding about both. <laughs> Hi, this is Justin from Boston. So I know it's um, $200 a month, apparently, to name the districts and old radio studios. So are you guys worried at all that, like, a proud boy will come in um, with 200 bucks and mostly... Uh, quarters i would say um in a sock but and then try to rename it after like let's uh say for instance mitch mcconnell or i I don't know who they paul ryan i don't know most of these guys but would you guys let that fly would you let the proud boys spend their hard-earned money um at the district sentinel i'll take i'll take my answer off air thank you We'll give it to you on air, though. <laughs> you want to take that? I mean, I think I would have a problem if the Proud Boys wanted to to pay us uh, to buy our studio. I mean, we say that it's within reason, always, what we're going to name our studio. We have had concerns about renaming a studio due to FEC compliance. Yeah, that's So true. we would definitely... The answer is no, absolutely, 100% no, I suppose if some proud boy anonymously gave us the money and wanted to name it something like uh like the the fucking Mario Kart is good studio and we were Might like get us. okay <laughs> yeah sure but I guess it would be kind of a self-own because they would just be funding a left-wing radio show podcast yeah. show and then get nothing in return but the caller does bring up something uh, important, which is that this is the last month that will be called the Citizen Capital Studios. Starting next month, we uh, are open to renaming the studio for a sponsor, 200 bucks a month on patreon.com slash district sentinel. But as noted, we will, uh, yeah, we don't just rubber stamp the uh, no, studio don't. names. All right. One last call. Hey, Sentinel boys. Solidarity with Internet. Uh, I just want to say that every time Sam Sachs says his name in the beginning, when he goes, hi, my name's Sam Sachs, I always think, uh, this is Sam Ballsacks. <laughs> that, that's what your name is like, Sam Ballsacks. So I just want to say that. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Thank uh, you for triggering all my horrible memories from high school and middle school. I, uh, do you, re- did you ever watch Beavis and Butthead? Uh, yes. There was that one where they prank called the guy named Harry Sacks. Yeah. So, uh, me and some friends did that, uh, after seeing that show, because obviously he's not the only Harry Sacks, the fictional one. Mm-mm. And, uh... I, I can say that there are no Harrys in my family. Well, uh... So... Maybe you got to change that. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll have a kid and subject it to punishment its whole life by naming I'm him just saying, I'm just saying there's already a Sam in the studio. Maybe uh, you should change your name to Harry to <laughs> reduce the confusion. That could work. That could work. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. How many Patreon subscribers do we need for you to change your name to Harry Sachs? I might do it then. <laughs> 10,000 and I might change my name. <laughs> 10,000 subscribers, not $10,000. Eh, $10,000. We might do it for that, too. 
sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Other sponsors, levelnews.org and Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. The newscast, it's back tomorrow. We're in D.C. So you don't have to be.